Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, 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 it's me popping in with a little update. First of all, I want to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. You guys are incredible. Um, I, I absolutely love the support and the notes you guys leave me, the messages you guys send me. It's been fantastic. I came home um, from a trip to Las Vegas. We had a gymnastics competition and I had two messages um, from, from taco buyers. <laughs> so I wanted to read them. Uh, this one says, Roberta, you're so cool. I've been listening to you as a guest on podcast for so long, and I was so happy to see that you've made your own podcast. I sent you a message called Stop Motion Amway, which was one of the more bizarre reasons that I became anti-MLM. I think your work is so important, and I appreciate all you're doing for vulnerable populations. And girl, I totally think we could be friends. Enjoy your tacos. Best, Kim. Um, Kim, I listened to your message. And by the way, also thank you to everyone who has sent me messages about being pitched so far. They are funny and they are great and and I love them so far. But I listened to Stop Motion Amway and I completely agree with you. I think we could be friends for sure. Thank you for the tacos. We got them and they were amazing. Uh, secondly, um, thank you to Helen who is from Australia. It says, greetings from Perth, Australia. I love your podcast and all that you do. Keep shining, my dear. You're a star. Oh, thank you so much. I totally want to hear that in your accent, though. I'm sure it's way better than mine. <laughs> Another thing, we have over 26,000 downloads, so close to 27. Uh, it's crazy, you guys. This is insane. It is growing so much faster than I thought. I'm so happy that we're reaching so many different audiences, and so many different continents, and so many different countries, and so many different places. It's it's really, really incredible. And you guys, oh my gosh, you are seriously like the best fans in the whole entire world. I love you guys so much. Okay. So really quick heads up on this next episode. We did have a bit of technical difficulties with sound. We could not find a microphone that worked. We tried two different computers, like four different microphones, and this was the best that we could do. Uh, it's a little loud on his end, so I would advise you right now to just maybe turn down your volume a couple ticks. I don't want to blast you out if you're listening to this in headphones. I would hate for you to 
have ringing in your ear for five minutes because of it. So just turn your volume down and adjust accordingly. Um, I apologize. There wasn't any way that I could fix it. Um, that's why I need the donations so that I can get better sound recording uh, programs. So again, thank you guys for all of your support. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's it's unlike anything we've done so far. Um, it's a little blast from the past and it's it's a really cool episode. So enjoy. You think it matters that it was 1990 when I did this? Nah. Yeah, okay. I think it's cool. Okay, great. Yeah, I I like to show the history of it too, because I I think people need to see that it's insidious and it's been happening for a really long time, even before this new movement, you know? So I, I think it is really important. Okay, fantastic. So today I've got sort of something different and I'm kind of excited about it to learn about this as well. I have as a guest, Skip Press, um, who contacted me. We met on Clubhouse and he contacted me and said, hey, I have a story you might be interested in. So welcome, Skip. And and can you tell everybody who you are? Hi there. I'm I'm an author of a lot of books, uh, screenwriter. I teach screenwriting and teach writing. I've uh, been doing all that for oh, about 30 years. And uh, before, pretty much before all that, uh, I was a communications coordinator for the Sunrider company in Torrance, California, Sunrider International. And I was in charge of their putting out their magazines, their newsletters, uh, their videos and putting on a convention for 2000 people, representatives of theirs from 10 countries around the world. And, and I was just newly married, had my first kid on the way. Uh, my wife was uh, very pregnant when I got involved in this. And I thought, well, this is good. It's a nice uh, corporate thing. And uh, the money was okay you know, and I'd been doing other things before that and the writing life was up and down. So I was, I was glad to get the job. And then because of things I found out, it didn't last very long. So that's what I can tell you about. And so for people listening, Sunrider is actually a multi-level marketing company that used to be in Utah, we talk about Sunrider. I mentioned Sunrider in my interview with Ryan. Um, and it was in Utah, but like you said, it, it moved to Torrance, California. So um, they got into some hot water in the 90s. And that's the reason you're here. So let's, let's talk about this. Tell me, tell me what happened. Tell us, tell us what went on with, with Sunrider in the 1990s. Okay, well, so they hired me because I could do video. Uh, I'd, I'd done some how-to videos. Uh, I'd edited magazines. I had written screenplays. I had uh, 
done just about everything needed for their communications department. There were 20 people working in communications, so people that did graphics, uh, other writers, uh, one of whom was hired uh, when I came on, after I came on board, two of whom were on board when I came in and none too happy that they didn't get my job. (laughs) And so it was kind of interesting. And in my desk, it took about, oh, I don't know, a month before I discovered in my desk files left behind by the previous communications coordinator. And those were very revealing. Oh, wow. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I, I started digging in it, and I found that Sunrider seemed to have this proclivity for hiring a communications coordinator just before their big yearly convention of, in my case, 2,000 people from around the world, 10 countries around the world where they were selling their products. And I thought, well, you know, Everybody likes me here. I'm working directly with the CEO, Taifu Chin. And, you know, I started trying the products. And he and his wife, who is uh, or was legitimately a medical doctor, uh, were just thrilled that I was actually uh, doing their products. I mean, you know, taking their products. And their sort of a lead-in product was this herbal tea that was powdered and you mixed it up, right? And so I started drinking it, you know, because I I like to drink, you know, coffee, tea, water, soda, whatever during the day, you know, while I'm working. And so um, one Saturday, we lived in Redondo Beach at the time. And one Saturday, I was uh, drinking the tea in the morning, and I started noticing that a lot of cleaning needed to be done around the apartment, including including a skylight that was, and I had to get a ladder and climb what? up and clean this skylight. And I was like, yeah, God, I, I didn't notice that dirt before. Wow. You know, I, I really got to clean this. And so my wife at the time, she was like, he has gone out of his gourd, you know? And so she was like, why are you so energetic? I said, I don't know. I, I, you know, I just, all I had was some tea. You know, I woke up, I had some tea. I, felt, I don't know. I just, I just feel energetic. So she thought this is nuts. So <laughs> I started looking into the ingredients of the tea. You know, it didn't really say anything about caffeine much, you know, but it did say one ingredient, Mormon tea. Now, that's an existing thing. You can look up Mormon tea. And Sunrider originated in Utah. And when it started in Utah, a lot of Mormons were distributors for it. And um, Tefu was working as a lab assistant. And his wife was a medical doctor, you know. And so he came up with this. They were both from Taiwan, I think. I know he was. They came up with this, this, you know, let's do Asian herbs and sell them like Amway. That's a pretty good idea, you know. And I was already a a fan uh, somewhat of Asian herbs. So Mormon tea is ephedra. 
<laughs> if Andrew, I was beating my butt off. And not only that, I so I thought this is this is screwed up, you know, and I, you know, so had a baby on the way. I wasn't going to blow it, you know, with a job. I was going to ride that out and see, you know, see what happens. And uh, then I found out that Sunrider had been sued twice by distributors, both of whom were chiropractors, both of whom were martial arts enthusiasts like Tefu Chin, uh, founder of Sunrider, both of whom were kicked off Olympic teams that they qualified for because they had drugs in their system, ephedra. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? And did that change Sunrider from selling Mormon tea? No. No, they just they just paid the guys off and uh, went on with it, right? So anyway, so I'm so I'm putting out. I'm, they had a uh, they had a company video that had been produced uh, by some guys, an agency in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City guys came after I got hired, and there was, there was three of them. They were all in suits, you know. And so we went out to dinner in Torrance, California, by the Fashion Mall, a nice restaurant, really nice restaurant. And Oi Lin Chin, the doctor, the, the wife, you know, I guess she's co-founder. I don't know. She's there. She's got on a wig. And I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on? You know, and and she sees me look at her and she says, oh, I'm a, I'm I'm having cancer. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting cancer. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then she has a full meal, just like everybody else. Afterward, the, the ad guys are telling me, hey, Skip, you know, you're uh, very competent. You put out videos, how-to videos. You had one mentioned in People magazine. You know, we did a little research on you. We want to keep working with Sunrider. We want to keep doing videos with them. I said, yeah, okay, you know, it's it's on a case-by-case basis with me, but, you know, your video's pretty good. It was okay, <laughs> you know, and it cost the company $350,000 for about a, mm, I don't know, 15-minute video, something like that. You know, it was a rah-rah video for Sunrider. All right, so I keep finding things out, and there's a girl there who's kind of their PR girl we'll call her sherry <laughs> and uh, sherry was quite good looking married to a local policeman quite flirtatious and so she's flirting with me i'm in a conference room with the conference the 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 convention planner that we hired to run that, set everything up. And uh, Sherry pops in and and she's looking kind of tan. And I, I said, oh, where'd you go? And she said, oh, we went to a Dodger game. And she lifts up her skirt and shows me <laughs> where she she got a little, little burn on her thighs, you know. And 
<laughs> the the, uh, the female convention planner when when uh, <laughs> Sherry left says, "Does she always do that?" And I said, uh, "Not not that I know of. Uh, you know, I think she knows I'm married, and I know she's married, and you know, it was obvious. You know, uh, come on." And then then when um, the convention was going to take place, uh, they would rent hotel rooms at the uh, in the city where the convention was located, which was nearby. You know, I, I don't think it was. In, it might have been Irvine. You know, it's a big hotel, two thousand people, right? And uh, Sherry was calling me and said, "Hey, hey, are you gonna you gonna spend the night?" Uh, at the hotel uh, before the day before the convention. So, you know, a bunch of us are, I am, I've got my own room. And <laughs> like, sometimes the behavior of people that work for companies like this astounds me, right? I'm just like, I hear it and it's shocking, but I'm also not at all surprised because I've yeah. seen and heard those in other companies too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and then before, uh, before the convention happened, Sherry drags her policeman husband in, you know, uh, you know, and, and introduces him to me. And, and he's like, huh, well, you know, you're not at all what I thought I'd meet. <laughs> and so God knows what's going on. And then a guy, Larry, the guy who is uh, the, the art director who really wanted my job, he pulls me aside. He says, look, you know, you got to stay away from her. Okay. You know. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, you know, and then at the convention, Sherry meets my very pregnant wife, who is quite pretty, you know, a Ford model, you know, when I met her and, uh, and Sherry's sort of like smiling at me and, and Debbie's just like kind of boiling because of the vibes from Sherry, right? So that's a little bit of the social atmosphere that was going on at Sunrider. You know, I mean, this this is really a sitcom the whole time. Yeah, so, it's just so toxic. Yeah, completely. But again, like I said, not not surprising at all. Yeah. So so then I then I found out, you know, all about the products. Uh, I I put out a, maybe two newsletters, maybe three, because I ended up being there only about three months, and you know, and what Sunrider would do was they would hire somebody to get the convention going, you know, and making sure that came off. Okay. And then it would be like, well, we don't need you anymore because it, you know, three months is the cutoff point where you have to have a reason to fire somebody afterward. Right. Oh and they've done that more than once. And this is why I found the ladies, um, uh, files and everything who'd been uh, before me and why it, it just seemed like everything was just abandoned, you know, like she just didn't clear out things or whatever. Right. And I did, but I didn't know about the three month thing and, and those practices until the convention was over, you know? So, so we have the convention and I took the Salt Lake city video and got it translated into several different languages to uh, accommodate the people with different languages who were coming there from all over the world. We even uh, 
even the Australian people, they didn't like the American version because they thought it was too pushy. So, so I hired uh, Jack Thompson, very famous actor from Australia, to go, you know, hey, mate, Sunrise, it's all right now. You got to try it, you know, that kind of thing. And so as wow. people came, <laughs> as people, <laughs> as people came into the convention, walking down a long hallway, they could stop at like six different big screen TV platforms and watch the company video in their language. And in, in addition to that, we did a super duper multimedia presentation slideshow for the convention itself, uh, put together by some award-winning guys. You know, we spent only 50,000 on that. And I got a, a very uh, well-known friend of mine, an actor named Manu Tupo, who had been in uh, one of the, uh, one of the uh, uh, man called horse uh, movies with uh, Richard. Uh, what's his Richard Harris. Well, Richard Harris, R Richard Harris. And so Manu did this and he was, he was known for a commercial of herbal essence shampoo, you know, and he played black elk speaks on Broadway, you know, quite, quite a guy, you know, so this thing was very impressive when shown on stage to the 2000 distributors who showed up. And so, you know, I looked like, you know, I was, uh, I was really making things happen. I thought, well, this is pretty good. You know, the, I'm not drinking that damn tea anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe the other stuff's good, you know, I don't know. And, you know, and, and what they did was they would, when you, when you, it was real, really to the heart, middle-class sales pitch. Um, when you sold a certain amount of stuff and they, you know, they would front load a ton of product on somebody when they first started. But when you sold a certain amount of stuff, got a certain amount of people under you in your Ponzi, I mean, pyramid, they, uh, Potato, they, potato. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they would uh, start pay, making your car payment. And making your house payment. Hey, who could who can argue with that, right? You know, Sunrider. Yeah, it's all great, right? A lot of MLMs do the car payment one. Oh, really? Oh, a I certain rank, yeah. <laughs> um, and they'll they'll recruit be like, oh, you're gonna get a free car when you hit this rank, and it's like it's not a free car, it's a lease that you sign and you handle, and then if you qualify, the company cuts you a check for what the payment would be. And if you don't qualify, you're still on the hook for that payment because it's a lease that you signed. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. I don't know. You know. <laughs> oh my God! You know, yeah, so it the was company high. has uh, no responsibility to that. They just cut you a check if you qualify. <laughs> like, oh my God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's yeah. like an eye-opening thing for people when they realize it. They're like, "Wait, what? I thought it was free." And we're like, "Oh wait, when we said free, what we meant was scam." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So it gets better <laughs> or worse, much worse. So, so I had a choice with the with the convention planner. She said, "Look, we can get Rita Moreno. You know, West Side Story, fantastic entertainer." 
blah, 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 blah. Or we can get Marie Osmond. And I said, okay, you know, Marie Osmond. We're going with Marie Osmond. Well, but Maria, you know, I think Rita's got a better act. I guess she knew Rita. I don't know. You know, Rita Moreno is fantastic, you know, legend. But we got Marie Osmond. And Marie Osmond's, one of her brothers, uh, one of the lesser talented ones, I guess, I don't know, uh, had, you know, had been a Sunrider distributor when they started in Utah. Of course he was. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and I really did everything I could to make this convention a hit. Uh, uh, Fu, uh, who had huge calluses on his knuckles from his uh, martial arts stuff. I think he punched rice, you know, rice in barrels. You punch rice and it builds up these thick knuckle things. So Fu was like, you know, you had to come in on July 4th. We have to talk about my speech. And I'm like, well, yeah, come on. My wife's pregnant. You know, I really don't. July 4th, I want a day off. No, you have to come in. I'm like, okay. So I did. I went in and I'm helping him plan stuff. I'm telling him everything we've got lined up. And then he has a soft moment and he says, you know, my company makes $28 million a month and I get a third of that. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I said, you should, you should take some time off. Why are you working so hard? I don't know. You know, I was really happy when I was a lab assistant in, in Utah before Sunrider. I said, oh, well, gosh, man. I mean, you know, cut yourself some slack. Give yourself a break. No, no, no. I had to grow the company. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I helped him with his stupid speech. Um, I put together the multimedia uh, show which blew everybody away, later won an award. And Marie Osmond gets on stage and, you know, she doesn't know. And, and she starts off talking to the audience. She says, yeah, I was just backstage talking to Skip Press, the communications coordinator. You guys all know Skip, right? And it's just like dead silence. Nobody knows who the hell I am. There's, there was one thing in a Sunrider newsletter that showed me and the other writers you know, and it was just a passing thing. So nobody knew or gave a damn. Nobody said, hey, Skip made all these videos you were watching coming in. Skip wrote this thing, you know, nothing like that from the chance. Oh, no, you know, and so so they're calling this convention. <laughs> they're calling this convention. Oh, God, chariot to the sun. That's <laughs> Chariot to the sun, right? Oh, wow. That's what an image. That definitely conveys an image for sure. Yeah. It's like, like some crazy Egyptian pharaoh driving into the sun with his, I don't know, whatever, you know. Like very so, okay, powerful chariot. and empowering and wow, yeah. just full of bullshit, really. Yeah, right. So, so of course, Tefu and his wife have to ride up on stage on this big ramp in a horse-drawn chariot, right? So I'm standing backstage, and the damn chariot, one wheel, is about to go off of the ramp. And I rush up and push the damn thing, I, you know, push the chariot. 
you know, and kept it on the ramp, you know, and kind of wrenched my back a little bit. It was like, oh, shit, you know, but, you know, anything for the cause, right? So, so and then Oil in Chin gets up there and does his little soap opera speech and goes, you know, people contact me and tell me how much they love me and how sorry they are for me because I have cancer and I'm fighting cancer. But, you know, now my doctors say that my cancer is going to be cured. And the way that is being cured is when I found out I had cancer, I started eating Sunrider products and only Sunrider products. And that's what cured my cancer. Yeah. What? She gets a that standing ovation. It's incredible. So she gets up. This is the owner of Sunriders, like the wife, the 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 woman. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. This is the wife of Sunriders owner, or whatever. She's an owner too. Yeah. She stands up. She's been claiming she has cancer this whole right. time. Right. And she's now and she's a medical doctor. And she's yeah. a medical doctor. And she's now yeah. confessing to all of her worshipers who are just waiting with bated breath to hear what she has to say that mm. her cancer is now cured. And the reason it's cured is because as soon as she found out she had cancer, she doubled down on the Sunrider products. That's right. And I had been, incredible. I'd been at a dinner with her with, you know, Salt Lake City video maker agency guys, and she's scarfing down regular food just like crazy. She's not eating Sunrider products, you know. She's, she's <laughs> excuse me, it gets it gives me going thinking about did these. She crazy actually people. have cancer. Yes, she did. She did. Okay. Yeah, so she and she beat, faking it at least. No, she beat cancer with regular medical means. So she went with chemo or radiation or whatever was available. Bet she did because she lost her hair and she was wearing a wig. Right. Oh, I see. So she's wearing a wig claiming it's that her hair didn't come out and that she didn't have to have chemo because Sunrider. No, she didn't claim her hair didn't come out. She, she was just like, uh, you know, the cancer made my hair fall out or something like that. You know, it was. And nobody tried to debunk any of her claims. If they did, I I didn't know. I didn't hear about it, you know? So it was like, oh my God. And everybody believed and said, wow, Sunrider cured her cancer. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And so in the, in the people, the 20 people working under me, including three riders, there was a woman who'd been on maternity leave, who'd been there a long time. And she had not run the communications department, but she kind of been the one who was there the longest. It was kind of the executive there, kind of, you know. She couldn't do the stuff that I did at all. But she was gunning for me because <laughs> she knew that it would become obvious that she was not needed at all, right? <laughs> so... With with the convention, everything was good. You know, my wife was, let's see, when was it? You know, she was probably three months away from giving birth, something like that. And, uh, but very pregnant. And so, you know, I thought, well, you know, we're living in the South Bay. There's a few hinky things about the company, but let's just, let's just check this out. You know, and I, I actually had people 
uh, calling me uh, saying, maybe you should come work for us, you know, because they thought, you know, somehow the word got around that I was doing a pretty good job, right, of this with this stuff. And who knows? So my back felt a little funky after, after you know, I saved the chariot. <laughs> and so I call in on Monday to HR lady and I said, Hey, you know, my back's feeling a little funky. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I had to push that chariot and stuff and I'm going to go see a chiropractor. So I'll be in late. So she calls me back and says, you're fired. <laughs> I said, what do you mean I'm fired? You can't fire me for going to, you know, something that I did while on the job. You're fired, you know? And she was, she was, God knows what this woman knew and had seen over the years and covered up and looked the other way. And, and so, you know, then I, then I figured out the deal, you know, it was like, you know, right before the three month cutoff where the, it, and so I'm like, okay. And especially whatever. if you're now a medical liability. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, workman's cop, you're fired. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, at the time I was like, you know, to hell with it. I, I didn't think of lawyers or anything, you know, I was just, you know, my wife and my son on the way. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't give a damn. I was like, whatever, you know, cause I'd been a freelancer forever um, and still am. And so I get a phone call at home and it's from a woman who was over on Terminal Island, had an office on Terminal Island uh, down by uh, San Pedro. And uh, she was sort of like the local representative of the California state equivalent of the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> and she says, so you were working at Sunrise. You're not there anymore, right? Yeah, why? Did I do something wrong? She said, uh, no, but we would really like to talk to you. to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors the weather's getting warmer so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles i have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks and i cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from quince seriously running errands doing school pickups swinging by the farmer's market or taking jaja for a stroll around the lake these bad boys are versatile I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester, and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard-approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. 
Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular, personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. So I'm like... Oh, okay. Can you come to our office? And I said, you sure I'm not in any trouble? Oh, no, just come on over. <laughs> you know? so, so I drive over there, and she pulls out a cardboard box about as high as a paper grocery store bag full of one and two sheet complaints about Sunrider and products and crap like the speedy tea from all over the state of California and elsewhere. And so they were cruising for Tefu Chen because Sunrider had been violating the hell out of things for a long time. And I, and she said, so can you tell us about any claims they're making? And I said, well, they don't tell you what Mormon tea is. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. Now how about where they, get their products and everything. And I said, Oh, they have their own, uh, they have their own uh, farms and stuff uh, in on Taiwan. You know, it's very carefully controlled and blah, 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 blah. Says so right in the company video. And also Tefu said, so reminded the audience at the convention, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I guess, I don't know about that tea, but you know, the rest of the stuff, I guess it's pretty good. I don't know. You know, she said, Bullshit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> yeah. 
And she said they're buying they're buying their ingredients on the market. You know, they're just on a free market. They're not raising their own stuff. They don't have carefully controlled conditions and all that sort of stuff. That's part of the complaints that we have. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, I guess I, I dodged a bullet getting out of there. She said, you sure did. You need me for anything else? No, Mm-mm. no, that's fine. So I think maybe eh, a month goes by. Hi, is this Skip Press? Yeah, who's calling? Uh, I'm so-and-so. I'm from Inside Edition, the TV show. Have you ever seen it? And I said, yeah, yeah. Bill O'Reilly, that guy, loudmouth Bill O'Reilly. You know, he's, he's, he's really something. Yeah, that's him. That's him. We want you to be on the show. With Bill O'Reilly? No, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come out and we're gonna interview you and talk about Sunrider. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So they and come at, out. At what point, like at this point, are you thinking, like, man, what did I actually get myself into? Yeah, and now like, Inside Edition is interested <laughs> now. So this seems a little bigger than just California. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And so, uh, hold on. <laughs> God, I'm loosening my lungs up here. Uh, so, so uh, they interview me on camera, you know, and my wife, you know, <laughs> this time we have the baby, you know. And so, and she's got a job uh, working at Rockwell as an assistant to one of their top lawyers. And and I think the Sunrider guys found that out and they went, wait a minute, you know. He's connected to a top lawyer. You know, we don't want to mess with him. And so, (laughs) and I'd worked in law firms doing word processing over the years. So I knew a lot of top lawyers. So I don't think they mess with, wanted to mess with me. So, uh, you know, I'm on the sun, but she's, she's going inside edition. What are you going to do in inside edition? I don't know. They want me to talk about Sunrider. What are you going to tell them? Everything they want to know. <laughs> so. That's exactly what happened to me when like the media came to me about the MLM I was involved with. It was like, you know, like, what are you going to tell them? I was like, everything. Like, I'm going to yeah. tell them everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. So, you know, they're interviewing me and I'm, you know, there's a camera guy and we're walking on a sidewalk outside my place and I'm, you know, looking studious and there's a lady interviewing me with a microphone. And uh, I ended up being on two separate Inside Edition uh, episodes, right? And they had people who were uh, distributors for Sunrider who'd been completely screwed over. And... uh and, you know, I don't know, two or three people or something like that. It was a big expose, you know. Now, did this slow, slow Sunrider down? Not at all. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> you know? Never. Not at all. They're no. cockroaches. Emelins are cockroaches. You cannot kill them. Yeah. So, so one day, and, and so Tefu had made me come work on July 4th. So, before Inside Edition, I get a last check and he didn't pay me for working on July 4th. You know, I guess he thought that was extra and he owed me a little bit more money. So I thought, well, the hell with him. I'm I'm taking a small claims court. So I take him to a small claims court locally in the South Bay of Los Angeles. I get there. I figured they'd have some stupid lawyer (coughs) come in. Oh no, 
they had stupid lawyer, oil in chin, now healthy for meeting only Sunrider products. You know, she's got her, her, her real hair back. Sherry, the flirt, and two other people there to testify that I didn't do any of the work that I claimed that I was doing, you know? How culty of them. <laughs> oh, completely. So, the, you know, so the, the judge, he's, he's like, well, you know, look, they're a company. You really can't go after them in small claims court like you've done. But if you have a grievance, you should maybe look into a different kind of lawsuit, civil lawsuit. I'm like, yeah, okay. And it was like, you know, $250 or something. And I claimed they owed me. So instead of paying me a damn $250, these jerks send their whole contingent over there, everybody except Tay Fu, you know? And so, <laughs> so I was like, ah, you know, whatever the hell with, oh, and, 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 you know, and, and the judge was like, who, you know, he, he might've been a lawyer himself because sometimes that's, that's who shows up to judge uh, small claims cases but he had sympathy for me, you know, and I just had a feeling that wasn't the first time he did it. <laughs> you know, so, so I just blew it off, but then something happened, something else happened that brought Sunrider to my mind. And I thought they're getting away with some more stuff. And I thought back to my conversations with Tefu, me and him alone in his office on July 4th that he wouldn't pay me for. And I went, hmm. So I placed a phone call to the Internal Revenue Service in Los Angeles. And I said, boom, boom, yeah. I said, so I... I wanted to call about somebody. I don't think they're paying all the taxes they should be paying. Uh, yeah, sir. Okay. Well, you know, we get a lot of phone calls like this. What do you mean? And I said, well, it's this company in the, in the, in the South Bay, Los Angeles and Torrance, California. It's called Sunrider. Well, you know, that's corporate taxes. Are you accusing them of corporate taxes? I said, no, you know, the guy who owns it, he has a Chinese museum in a basement of a building that he's building himself, you know, this whole Chinese museum. And he imports stuff from China, all kinds of stuff. And I don't think he pays any taxes on it because he kind of skirts the law on some things. Oh, really? Well, what kind of uh, thing, sir? I said, well, like he bought the last emperor of China's throne and it's in the museum. He's like, Wow, that's very interesting. And you don't think he paid any taxes on it? I don't think he paid any customs. I don't think he declared it. I think he's got a lot of stuff like that. So the guy's like, okay. You know, I said, if, if here's my number. If you guys need any more information, I'll be happy to supply it. Okay. Then I forget about it. So a little time goes by. My son is. God, we've moved to Burbank. And then I'm reading the LA Times one day. So what year would this have been? Probably 96, 97, 95, I don't know, something like that. And um, 
And I see that Tefu and Oilin Chin of Palos Verdes Estates, California, Sunrider Company, have been indicted for the largest tax fraud scheme and fines in Los Angeles County history. A hundred and two million. Just paid you that two hundred and fifty dollars, huh? Yeah, no, shit. no kidding. Pardon my French. Yeah, and so, so one hundred and two million dollars, which I've regretted forever because a little while after that, they changed the whistleblower lawyer, lawyer, the whistleblower law because. Uh, con- you know, aerospace contractors were ripping off the government and selling toilets on planes for $850 or something like that. And when they changed it, uh, if somebody blew the whistle on somebody that was defrauding the U.S. government, which Sunrider most certainly was, then the person who turned them in could have gotten up to 25%. So I could, you know. <clears throat> oh, my God. So. It could have been like like, washing your lotto ticket in the washing, you know, machine and being like, no. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know, so, you know, I thought, well, all right, you know, the guy deserved a bring down and, you know, and we lived in Lunata Bay at one point, which is in Palos Verdes Estates. And um, he and his wife live not far away and their kids. And uh, he wanted to build a new house in Lunata Bay. And he went to he went to deep battle with the city council. He wanted to build a 30,000 square foot mansion. And they said, no way. You can we'll we'll give you 20,000 square feet, not 30. No, I want 30,000. And this is the kind of stuff he did. You know, when when I was in his office on that July 4th. He was telling me that he thought he was the reincarnation of the Chinese god of herbs. And he was and he was he was saying, asking me, should we put that in this new corporate slideshow that you're saying? I said, well, you know, a lot of people Wait, don't. Wait, what? He wanted you to, to make that claim in the corporate slideshow? He was asking me if we should put that in there. I said, you know, well, you know, I mean, reincarnation, I might believe it myself a little bit, but a lot of people don't. So it's kind of a little off. Maybe we shouldn't put that in. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, okay. I mean, that's like, that's so culty. Yeah, well, it's a cult. Yeah, I, I that is what <laughs> you I know. do say, but that's so culty to be like, yeah. I'm the reincarnated god of Chinese medicine. You're like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. And I, and I forget the name. Please forgive me, Teifu. I'm sorry if I've insulted you. <laughs> you know? so, so that, you know, that's that's my story, you know, and then there's a little more. So. After I'm on Inside Edition, or is it before? No, before I'm on Inside Edition, I get a phone call one day from Jai Fu Chin. Oh, hi. You know, I have EXL. You ever heard of EXL? No, what's that? Oh, I used to be the, and then I, then I remember because I'd seen old literature. I said, oh, so you're Tai Fu's sister. Yeah. 
And and you used to be in this company, right? In Sunrider, right? Yeah. And I was a comptroller or something like that. And, you know, why'd you leave? Well, I think you know why I left, because you left. You know, I said, well, maybe I was fired. And she said, yeah, well, a lot of people <laughs> have the same situation. And so I ended up talking to uh, uh, Jawa, Jawa and, um, and she is, uh, she's got a legitimate degree. She's an immunology uh, degree or something like that, you know. And she, so she's still, just like Sunrider, still selling herbs, um, you know, EXL which stands for uh, something excellence, uh, you know, <clears throat> that she's in uh, Utah. And so she just went and started her own company, you know, cause she tried to tell her brother to stop doing some of the goofy stuff he was doing. And he, he told her to get lost. And, uh, and so she you know, went and started her own MLA. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, so, you know, and, uh, you know, in, in preparation of talking to you, I, I went and looked and they're still doing their stuff. They still got the slick uh, presentations, you know, God knows how many, how much money they're making now. I don't, maybe it's more than $28 million a month. I don't know. I hope he's yeah. paying taxes, you know? So I was, I was looking up stats on Sunrider and um, in 1997, which was during the time of the indictment, but not quite the guilty portion of it yet. Um, okay. They had more than a million distributors in the world, which is oh like so much. Um, as of 2009, which was the only information that I could find as in terms of distributors, they had only 300,000, which is still a lot of distributors yeah. Yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that they do, they were doing 700 million in annual revenue at that point wow. as well with 300,000 wow. distributors wow. and they were being promoted. It's, it's crazy. They were being promoted in Los Angeles by the China, the Chinese chamber of commerce. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So like as a legitimate business, which is oh, what yeah. was happening in, um, in uh, South LA with Herbalife, uh, like 10 years later, <laughs> but the yeah. same thing, like the government was promoting it the same way. It's, it's, it's interesting to me, you know, cause I see so many government connections to this, uh, just in MLM and government, but to see that the, the Chinese chamber of commerce was actually promoting Sunrider in those areas is it's so predatory to me. Well, you know, it also has to do with Chinese culture, sorry to say. Um, and the, for three months, you know, I should have learned about my three months with Sunrider, but for three months in the beginning of 2019, I worked for a company in Irvine called Herbal Max, who were, they were looking for writers. And the, and the guy who started is this kid named George Luo, L-U-O. And I, I took the job because... They were selling uh, NMN, nucleotide uh, mono something, you know. So NLM is a really, uh, it's basically a vitamin B3 derivative. And it does have uh, fantastic anti-aging properties. And, um, you know, uh, you, you can look it up. And, and so I started taking it and I thought, well, this is really good. It really does make me feel better. But the catch was... 
George's mother, uh, Nancy Marshall, had had a, a an herbal company before that. And I think she was a naturopathic doctor or something like that. And she got into all kinds of trouble, all kinds of legal trouble. So they renamed the whole thing and they called it Herbal Max and he's running it. So while I'm running, while I'm <laughs> being their head writer and I'm doing this M- NMN stuff, he's selling this stuff for 300 bucks a bottle. And they're shipping it all to China, which they're not supposed to do. And they're going around laws and how they're selling it and everything. And um, the Chinese, and he said, yeah, Chinese people, you know, they'll, they'll buy anything, make things, make them live longer. <laughs> so, so, so oh, you know, that's like so predatory too. Like that's just yep, crazy yep. that people would even, ah, uh, it drives me crazy. Yeah, well, this wasn't, uh, thank God it wasn't, uh, you know, multi-level marketing, but it's, but it's, it's, it's part of the, the culture. And it, it's yeah. that same predatory, like these herbs are going to cure everything. Um, uh, interesting stuff. So there was one thing that I looked up because um, I decided to follow the money with Sunrider and see where their political campaign donations went. And yeah. I was not surprised that they donated a lot of money to Orrin Hatch's super PAC, who was the senator of Utah at the time. Yeah. Like, so there's that connection. But also, um, Orrin Hatch uh, was like one of the reasons that this Dietary Supplement and Health Education Act of 1994 actually went through. And that, which is like called DSHEA, um, I'll put, I'll link everything so people can look it up. But it basically, um, it allows companies like multi-level marketing companies, obviously, but supplement companies to make general health claims without approval of the FDA. Oh, God. And so that was signed into law during the Clinton administration in 1994. And Orrin Hatch was like very involved in it. And Sunrider gave Orrin Hatch a lot of money to his super PAC. So it's like, it makes sense that Sunrider would be giving him money because he's keeping this thing alive, which is the reason that these companies don't need FDA approval. It's so incestuous. Well, I, I think you have to have greasy palms to be uh, a, a politician of note. You know, uh, unfortunately, whatever side of the aisle you're on sometimes, you know, and it's, I'm really not, I'm really, that doesn't surprise me at all, frankly, and it's terrible. And, uh, and the FDA, um, you know, for a nut, for a legitimate medical company that I work for, uh, writing a, a bio of the CEO, uh, the FDA came after that company in a rather unfounded fashion because of something he said on a Forbes TV show with the new FDA head sitting in the front row ready to go on next. <clears throat> so this, you know, this stuff is like nuts. And, um, but I think with Sunrider, you know, the, the fact is they, they'd screwed over people before me. I'm a young guy busting my butt to give them the best possible, gave them a great convention and some good publications. My wife is very pregnant. Their in-house PR married woman is hitting on me like a bomb, you know, and I'm having to tell my wife, I don't want anything to do with her, you know? And, and so then I, then I have one little thing 
And, you know, I just, I'm going to go to see a chiropractor because I, about my back, saving him from falling off a damn stage, him and his wife with their stupid chariot, maybe saving their life if that had happened. And then they just fired me and then refused to pay $250 or whatever I claimed and, and sends, send the wife and, you know, and three, you know, robot employees with her. So these, you know, these look, you know, I don't care how much money they're making. These are heartless people. They're just yeah. totally heartless people. All they're interested in is money. And it's all they've ever been interested in. I don't care what their website says, you know, like here, our mission to share the gifts of health and knowledge with mankind. Oh, wait, that's the Excel. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what, what does Sunrider say? You know, so, you know, it's, uh, you know, Sunrider, our story. Let's see what Sunrider, our story says. Founded in family. Our fusion of tradition and innovation. Yeah, ways to get around a law. Family values at work. And then it's got five people. We give back to our communities. We lead by example. Oh, God. You know, it's what just a great example they have. Yeah, there, you know, right? it's just ridiculous, you know. So in uh, eight and in, in 18, in 1989, so right before you worked for them a year or so. Yeah. Sunrider had to pay a $175 million settlement to settle false health claims that they had been spewing about $175 million in false health claim accusations in, um, I believe that was at the city level. So it wasn't even federal. It was like a city level thing. Uh, and then I never knew that before. I never heard that before. Wow. And then 1995, they were indicted on money laundering and tax evasion charges, which was probably a lot of what you had reported too. like, yeah, you know, like we tell people all the time, like complain to your state officials, complain to the fraud department, complain to the consumer advocates, get enough complaints and they're going to open up an investigation. That's how these investigations get opened up. Right. So in 95, they're indicted on that. And in 97, after two years, they end up pleading guilty for t- to tax evasion Tefu um ple- also pleads guilty to customs fraud. So there Gee, you go. wonder where they got that one from. So there you go. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> so he's guilty to that. Um yeah. it was it was this was leading up in a 10-year investigation. So they've uh, been looking into them for a long time. And I'm sure a lot of what you had said helped seal the deal. Yeah. Um Tefu served one year and his wife had six months of like a house arrest type yeah. thing. Well, he was he was sentenced to two years. Oh, two years. Okay. Yeah, he only, I think served, he only one. served one, but he was sentenced yeah. to two. Yeah. He had to pay a hundred million in back taxes. No, one hundred two. One hundred two. I remember. Two. Okay, one hundred two million <laughs> back taxes, interest, penalties, and then with your little tip, they had to pay an additional four million to avoid the forfeit of the artifacts that they were accused of smuggling. Oh, fantastic. I never knew that. That's fantastic. Had, he had to pay $4 million to keep his throne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my dang. God. Oh, Fu was only 48 years old at the time that this happened. Oh, God. Which, ah, it's insane. And then after all of this happened, they ended up joining the DSA, which is the Direct Sellers Association, which is the governmental lobby that protects MLMs. And so they knew, oh, crap, we did bad. We got caught. How do we not get caught? And the DSA is like, join us and we'll protect you. So oh. they've been a member of the DSA since. 
Oh, and I'm sure they've been <laughs> completely fine, upstanding citizens of the world in any location in which they have installations. Yes, they do. Sure, they do. Yeah, and on top of their Chinese museum, like you said, uh, they they the news called it a multi-million dollar art collection. Oh, really? They have their three hundred or their thirty thousand square foot mansion. And they're his and her matching Rolls Royces. Oh, how sweet. (laughs) Oh, it doesn't seem like they're doing all that bad to me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rocky rocky ride on the chariot to the sun. The rocky ride on the chariot to the sun. That's incredible. (laughs) And the thing is, you know, I I might add this. I've got proof of all that. I kept all that stuff. You know, I didn't yeah. throw anything away. So, Tefu, if you're listening, you can call me, buddy. Yeah. You know, you want to buy some stuff, Tefu? You know, <laughs> I won't sell it to you. <laughs> I'm like, Tefu, if you're listening, thanks for the analytic boost. That's yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, man. You know, what a mess. What a mess. You know, what a messy life people I just, lead. I love hearing the stories of people that stood up to MLMs and were like, oh, really? You're going to make it difficult for me? Well, guess who's going to make it way more difficult for you? Yeah, gra- yeah. Like, God I bless you for doing this, people, for really. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. thank you. I, yeah. I think these are stories that need to be told. I mean, everybody's affected by multi-level marketing, and but nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, it's they're, they're, selling, they're selling a dream, you know? I mean, these people that are get into this and they just, you know, now I actually take Chinese herbs, you know, and, and well, herbs that are Asian, let's say it that way, you know, uh, Gatu Cola, uh, Ginkgo Biloba is, you know, studies said maybe it doesn't do anything, but I tell you, Gatu Cola does. And one of my heroes is a guy named Li Ching Yun, who uh, had a book written about him called The Immortal. And he was an herbalist in China who died, I think, 1932. New York Times did a full page about him because, according to Chinese records, he was either 196 or 256 years old when he died. And he was seven feet tall. And he was a Qigong uh, master. And he trained Chinese troops, you know. And so I actually, uh, and this, you can look him up on Wikipedia, you know, and uh, I actually take some of the herbs that he uh, took, you know, now, is it placebo effect? I don't know, but Gatu Cola seems to help me a lot, you know? So, so, you know, I mean, I've always, I've always been disposed a little bit to that sort of thinking, you know, natural deal and Sunrider uh, exploits that. But then, then if they're still if they if they don't really have farms where they're raising their stuff, it's not controlled. They're still buying things in the open market, which is what uh, uh, um, Jawa, his sister, told me too. That was one of her objections. Like you know, we had to have better control of our products and not buy things in the open market like you're doing. Yeah, and they was, were buying on the open market um, yeah. with shell corporations, and then they were inflating their prices up to 900%. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that they would do such a thing. <laughs> God, Lord. Oh, my. I hope you're listening, Sunriders. 
yeah. get off that bus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, fun time. Well, thank you so much for telling us your story. I, I love when like true crime and multi-level marketing like mix together this white yeah. crime that like people don't really talk about. And it's interesting. And it's interesting that it goes along right with what I say is that when you do have these criminal charges, it's not the FTC that's doing it because they can't criminally prosecute. It's at these local and state levels. It's not at the federal level. Yeah. Um, and again, report, report, report. If you see something shady, you got to let somebody know. Absolutely. The squeaky, wheel gets the, re- the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'm yeah. proof of that. Skip is proof of that. <laughs> and yeah, thank you Mul- so much. Multi-level mischief is what they ought to call it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Jeez, man. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me and and sharing your story. This is a very interesting story. Yeah. A lot of fun. Well, let's see see what happens. We'll see if you hear from anybody about this. You probably will. <laughs> Maybe. That'd be interesting. <laughs> be like, what? I just got into Sunrider last week and then I heard your show. <laughs> I hope I, that does happen though. That has happened to me before. They're like, I just joined last month and then I heard this and oh my gosh, I'm already seeing these things. And I'm like, get out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get out, get out. The earlier you get out, the less money you will lose. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.